you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It's I, DJ Impact, and Matt Michaels. And that's all you have for tonight. Of course, we um, record on Sundays, and Wrestle Dream is uh, still taking place for AEW. So we got Sin City Steve, and even our honorary bad boy, uh, Robert, is out. Um, well, I, don't know, I shouldn't necessarily say he's watching the show. I, he has some other things planned. But I, but um, but I, we know Sin City's watching it. So anyway... Um, yeah, we're here, and uh, we welcome you to Three Count. We got uh, some good topics for you. Uh, make sure you put your comments in the comment box um, in YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. We'll try to get it on as we see. All right, so with that, let's get uh, let's get it started. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. <laughs> Talk, baby. All right. And here is our first one. This one is Nick Jackson fires back at fan calling the Young Bucks a cancer to pro wrestling. This is from WrestlingNews.co. The article just reads that uh, it just says the Young Bucks have been a polarizing tag team in the wrestling business for years. As most fans enjoyed and appreciate what they could do in the square circle while others do not like their style. Now, outside of the ring, Nick and Mac Jackson have also done a lot for the business, most notably being a part of launching all elite wrestling. And the tag team recently locked down new long-term agreements with AEW earlier this year, along with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Uh, there is a, I don't know, I guess we don't call it a uh, a tweet anymore <laughs> now that it's on X, but you know. For lack of a better term, we call it a, a tweet that went out there, and yeah, the uh, the fan clearly uh, says that uh, yeah, he said the young bucks is definitely a cancer uh, to wrestling, and it, it it garnered a response from Nick Jackson. It's it's um, it says he quote back saying, "Ha ha, helping get hundreds of wrestlers and production crew jobs and creating an alternative to wrestling is a weird way to think." We're cancer to wrestling, but please keep thinking that silly. And then the next thing he responds, I never respond to anything. Sometimes you got to show you're still human. Um, let me ask you this, Matt Michaels. Uh, once again, I, I I listened to you guys three count last week. You had on Travis. Uh, when the Young Bucks was mentioned, he was he said there were friends of his. He kind of remembers them when they were you know, wrestling in high school gyms and he kind of seeing where they come from then to where they are now. So he has this, this respect for them. Um, so in one way you can probably look at that. I know on the other terms, when you would look at the young bucks, I know, uh, you know, you come at the young bucks very hard uh, just because, yeah, you see uh, what they 
have done and what they are doing to pro wrestling. We could probably look at this as, you know, they say sometimes, you know, uh, even if the the, 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 uh, the clock strikes wrong twice, I guess, and uh, in in within a 24-hour period, maybe, yeah, maybe the fan had a point. They are a cancer to wrestling, but maybe Nick's got a point too. Hey, we have put a lot of jobs, wrestlers out there, uh, uh, camera folks, and we've created just tons of jobs out there. So it's silly to think that. I mean, those, you know, both things could be kind of true, but what's your take on this when you, when you saw what this fan said and how Nick reacted, reacted? Uh, well, one of the things that, uh, you know, first off, um, not only Travis, but, um, most of anyone uh who lived in la uh or southern california yeah uh has either known or known of the bucks um for yeah. years and years and years because um you know they scrambled from uh you know like you said like you know high school gyms and you know yeah um uh, the Young Bucks were uh, FSW Tag Team Champions. Um, mm -hmm. They were, I believe, on the first uh, FSW show here in um, the uh, swap meet where it was 150 degrees. And, you know, so these guys, you know, they've, they've it's not like they um, just have pure arrogance or, or anything like that, right? They've earned uh, the respect of you know, uh, fans and wrestlers alike. Um, but I think what, what starts happening is again, you start getting people who online, especially start taking sides. And one of the things that I, uh, noticed right away is the person who said this, their hashtag is pipe bomb <laughs> well, if you are uh, using your uh, your at being uh, a pipe bomb, yeah, uh, then you know it's pretty clear that this person most likely is a CM Punk guy. And what is interesting is that I think you know in the WWE they tend to be able to um, really squash things backstage. Yeah. You know, it just, it's yeah. just, that's how it's always been. Um, if stuff leaks out, it's because people intentionally leaked it out to, mm -hmm. uh, to get heat on each other or whatever. Um, but what you're seeing here is this was a very public thing between the bucks and, and, uh, and CM Punk and you have so many fans in Punk's camp that are going to look at the EVPs as being the ones who caused this problem and Punk did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Then you look at the other side and you know, uh, Punk is the problem and he is a cancer. Um, and you know, I, I mean, that's been said, you know, by, and this is the difference too. Honestly, I've never heard the actual boys um, say that the Bucks are cancer. Mm -hmm. But you 
have heard um, through the grapevine or through, you know, off the record conversations mm -hmm. that punk is a cancer. Oh, yeah. So it's very interesting. Um, with that said, at the same time, um, you know, the EVPs are in a unique spot because they don't necessarily, uh, they're not necessarily acting as executive vice presidents as much as uh, guys who are giving themselves opportunities to be the cleaner or to have the trios championships or right. to get the number one contender spot to against FTR. And it's like at this point, as great as the Young Bucks were in terms of, uh, you know, what they did to innovate tag team wrestling uh, at the independent level um, and to get it kind of reflective on the major level, uh, these guys are not the same team um, right. and they don't need the push you know that they, they don't need to be in major storylines at this point it's funny because you have the hardies in there and the hardies are essentially doing what the young bucks should be doing and mm -hmm. that is building younger talent uh giving them the opportunity to work with them and make them look good um so you know i'd like to see the young bucks do more of that right yeah, I'd like to see Kenny Omega do more of that. I'd also like to see Kenny Omega uh, when he's getting ready to have a, a big match against an opponent, uh, not to be on the streets of uh, Japan filming the promo for the opponent, <laughs> which is something that, DJ, you probably haven't seen. It just hit the internet today. And okay, yeah. is it's just fucking exploding because here's a guy who's supposed to be in a feud and he's literally filming the video for the guy who is saying, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. So th that's the thing. I don't think, I don't think cancer is, is, is the right word. I think that choices being made by some of the uh, seasoned talent, mm -hmm is just horrible they're just making bad decisions yeah and they just blow it off and one of the reasons i think they can is because of the fact that tony khan doesn't hold anybody responsible in that company right and the one person tony khan holds least responsible for anything is tony khan right and he loves loves when you tell him how fucking great his company is because he agrees with you 100%. <laughs> but if you don't like certain things and you make suggestions or you know you you have other people who um you know are trying to tell you hey you know maybe you shouldn't you know focus on this or maybe you should do this or that he doesn't want to hear that shit. Right. Because he wants to be a boy. He wants to be, you know, one of the guys um, he wants his friends and that's a problem because yeah. you let guys get away with shit that they shouldn't get away with. And, um, and then it leads to problems. So are they a cancer? No, the, the, the biggest problem to the health of that company 
is the person who owns the company. Yeah. And it's reflective again, you know, when, when you sell 4,000 or whatever it was, 6,000 tickets to a pay-per-view and the WWE house show the night before sells, you know, a <laughs> hundred more tickets than your pay-per-view. Right. Um, you know, again, that's, it's, it's odd, you know, th this, they shouldn't be in the position they're at. And you can't say it's Matt and Nick who are causing those problems, right? I mean, should Nick, um, should they just both either EVP or wrestle and that's it? So one or the other. Like if they wanted to say they out wrestle, then let go of the EVP position. Well, you could, I mean, you could even do, um, Listen, Hunter is the, you know, the biggest example, right? Mm -hmm. Because Hunter was able to basically take, you know, where he was in his career and slowly start transitioning into the backstage role, the executive role. Yeah. And then what you started seeing then was kind of a slowdown of his wrestling. Mm -hmm. And you'd see him now wrestle maybe twice a year, you know. Right. Now you don't see him wrestle, you know, at right. all, right? You know, so he took a period of time of probably about, you know, five to seven years to, um, to you know, uh, do the slowdown and to transition and become front office. The problem with the Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman, these guys started the company. Right. Right. So um, personally, it, a great example is Chris Daniels. Chris Daniels is actually the mold that these guys should be looking at because, A, Chris was around and mentoring these guys for years right everyone knows him mm -hmm. in southern california anyone who's wrestled has intertwined with them yep and the honest answer is you don't see him on tv um you know except for a handful of times throughout the year mm -hmm. um or maybe you know he'll show up on a new japan show or something like that right yeah but the idea is he's, he became head of talent relations. And what does Chris Daniels do? He focuses his attention on being head of talent relations. Yeah. So that's the, the problem. The problem is, is that you don't necessarily need the glory of being in the ring when you could have the glory of growing your company and really, you know, putting your knowledge uh, towards the, um, the, the development of, you know, these young guys and getting them the exposure because you did it. You 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 figured out how to sell your merchandise in Hot Top, right? Right. So focus on these younger guys and how to get how do you make MJF a household name? That's the question, right? right. 
and I think that, you know, that's a thing. Darby Allen, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, the main event against Christian in this wrestle dream or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the problem is, is what is there to sell about Darby, right? How do you make that guy someone who mainstream now knows? Not just your fans. Right. And he's headlining your pay-per-view. Why? Because it's in his home city, which is an ass-backwards fucking way to do things. <laughs> right. Um, and by the way, Edge just debuted. So oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So you, you know, Edge is in AEW, which could be good or could be about as exciting as Matt Hardy in AEW. <laughs> yeah, I had just read an article uh, earlier today as I was looking at uh, stories that said that uh, Edge was uh, removed from the SmackDown uh, package uh, video. So I, I I never noticed. I don't pay that type of attention, but apparently that was noticed. So apparently yeah. we knew that you know that was coming once you. Oh, it was, it, <laughs> no, no, it, it was anticipated by the AEW fans. Yeah, absolutely. But but the but the thing is, is that you know his contract ended yesterday. I think it was. Um, so you know the way he had his contract structured, um, you know he didn't have too long to wait. And yeah. But again, that's the whole thing with the idea of, of business, right? For AEW, Edge is an important person to get. Why? Because um, the, the idea of Edge showing up um, is important to them to get them exposure because edge is a, a name that has been created and no yeah for the wwe jade cardgill is a bigger get because she's someone they can develop into a huge star absolutely so you can see the difference between the two companies and what they need so. right yeah man good stuff on that um Let's move right into our second countdown. And this one is multiple pro wrestling and MMA companies interested in Matt Riddle uh, following his WWE re uh, release. This is from Red, uh, WrestlingHeadlines.com. All right. And so uh, this one reads that uh, according to the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Riddle is a hot commodity in the world of wrestling and MMA. The report states that the bare knuckle boxing and PFL has expressed interest in the former U.S. champion as well as several wrestling companies. Now, while AEW was not specifically mentioned, Dave Meltzer did speculate last week that Tony Khan could be interested in bringing him. Now, uh, Riddle, of course, signed uh, back in 2018 with WWE and have been uh, on a dominant run at NXT brand before finally uh, moving up to the main roster in 2020. Uh, so that's kind of where that uh, all it is for that. Now, we we got a video because I didn't know exactly uh, what what had happened to lead up to his release. And so we got a video here. 
I'm going to try to uh, set this up. I haven't, uh, I haven't done this in a minute, <laughs> so I got to uh, make sure I got everything uh, set up properly. But we at least be able to hear kind of uh, what took place. Um, and uh, here we go right here. Okay. All right. So let's see if I can do this right and uh, try to share. This goes for about 52 seconds. This is my uh, first time hearing this as well. So uh, let me just uh, come here, here, here. All right. And we're going to do a little bit of sharing. Ah, here we go. Okay. All right. So let's see if I got this right here. Share screen. Uh, okay. Here we go. Share. All right. Let's uh, take a listen and see what we can uh, find out here. <laughs> and all I'm going to say is, you're know, me. I'm looking you down in the eyes. You know how to fly. You know how to fly. You need to play. You need to sleep. You know how to fly. I know how to fly. All right. Rob Brenton, you know how to fly. You fucking fly. Yeah. All right. Wow. So, yeah, he was drunk. Pretty much. Yeah. Hold on. And he, and oh. he grabbed he grabbed the microphone. And uh, had obscenities going. <laughs> so, right. Um, there it is. Sorry about that. Had to had to figure out how to get out of this that streaming. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Grab the microphone. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. It didn't. It that was definitely. Uh, you know, you got to think that. It, when you're at the level of where you're at in your career and you're being a WWE star, what comes with that, a lot of responsibility, especially when you're outside living your life. And when you're out there and you know that everyone has access to uh, cell phone cameras, you have to be, unfortunately, even if you don't think you should not be accountable when you're not at a certain uh, job or whatever the case may be, when you represent a company, a media company, it's important that you watch what you say, what you do, and how to act. And he clearly just, uh, you know, it that's something that, listen, he probably didn't want to do it, but I'm assuming when you're drunk, you just do things that you, you're just not even, you're not clearly thinking. So well, and, yeah. and, and remember the the big there's a couple of big keys here. The first one is that he um, he just got done with rehab. You mm. know, he has not been out of rehab that long. And so to be publicly intoxicated after the company just paid for your rehab, that's not a great thing 
Um, so yeah, you know, that, that's a bad look. Number two, the sale went through and now that <laughs> Endeavor owns, you know, or whatever they're called, uh, uh, you know, the, yeah. TKO or something. TKO. Yeah. yeah. Now that, now that TKO is, is now the company. Um, the, the honest, uh, question is, you know, UFC and Matt Riddle have had a bad, um, time, you know, over the years. Yeah. I I just recently saw a video. I thought it was clickbait, which it it probably was, but at first I was a little hesitant to, to, to click on it, but it was said something about the idea of Dana White, uh, you know, hate Matt Riddle or something. I don't know what it was titled, but whatever it was, I, I clicked on it and I watched it. And apparently, you know, uh, after his release, Dana was on some sort of sp- uh, sports talk show or whatever. And he did let loose on Matt. I didn't know it was that, you know, deep. I mean, he's like, this dude, Dana was like, this dude only had to show up work three times out of an entire we- year. And he comes all three times high, yep. which is not the way you're, you could come. You, you know, they drug test you and all that. All you got to do is be clear and prepare for your fight. And he couldn't even do that. And yet he was making this amount of money, he, he mentioned, which was a lot. And, yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, I never knew that. I know he was in MMA, but I didn't know that, wow, this was part of the reason why. And yeah, Dana let him have it. And um, yeah, I mean, you could definitely see now with the connection of having UFC and now WWE. Yeah, with those that now intertwining. Yes, something you can (laughs) you can see how someone could say something and be like, yeah, this person is a problem. And and isn't it interesting, too, that um, what I just said about, you know, Edge showing up at AEW, right? Right. Edge is an established brand. He's someone who, you know, for him, had a long, lengthy career and, and is a Hall of Famer, etc. So it benefits AEW. It's interesting that someone like Matt Riddle, who has had his issues um, with UFC, who, you know, has um, been helped by WWE, but then, you know, had this kind of come up and, um, you know, has had some things going on that you know made his relationship iffy uh but what did matt riddle get an established name and brand through wwe so now you have other mma companies uh like bare knuckles which could really use him right yep Yep. to gain publicity um you know aw will they sign him probably you know who knows um Honestly, if the guy really does want to rehab his um, reputation, and I, I think you know, go to Impact, right? Yeah, you know, go to go to a place that is lower pressure. You're not going to get paid as much, but let's focus on reestablishing yourself. Let's, you know, let's um, let's get to the point. Where then, if you signed with an AEW or if the WWE brought you back, you would be in a better position to handle it. Uh, the greatest example of all this is Jeff Hardy, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff, you know, look at how many times 
he's been given opportunities because he's Jeff Hardy. Right. And, you know, as recently as his AEW, you know, he debuts, it, you know, things are looking high and anticipated. No, no joke when I say hi. Sure. Um, but, you know, he fucked up. And that's the trap that any one of these companies, if they sign Matt Riddle right now, do they care about Matt Riddle? Or are they trying to make money off of his name and allow him to fuck up? And that's a problem. Yeah, I um, I was also wondering. They never said. Um, I know that they titled it that uh, pro wrestling and MMA companies are interested, and we got a chance to hear the MMA companies that was uh, that was mentioned, bare knuckle or PML. They didn't really mention nothing of the uh, pro wrestling. They said AEW. You know, Tony Khan is interested, but really hasn't done anything. I wonder is either Impact or MLW or I don't know PWG or is there any other wrestling companies that are uh, really so, trying to go after him. Yeah. So my guess is that it's not necessarily that as much as independent people immediately, like I said, use mm -hmm. Matt Riddle, use his name to get more people in. Um, that's what I would assume. Uh, also, Riddle will get a pretty uh, you know, good penny to wrestle on the independence so a lot of these promoters will basically you know put out a lot of money in hopes that they'll get asses and seats um and he'll probably come in wrestle a match and then disappear you know uh that kind of stuff yeah um, that happens a lot but again the you know the question is when you do that um who's watching out for him yeah. You know, there's, you know, how many people are going to, you know, potentially give him substances in the locker room or after the show, the fans and, you know, slipping yeah. them stuff and giving them stuff and whatnot and, or taking them out and getting them drunk and et cetera. So, it, it, you know, um, that's the thing. Of course, AEW is going to be mentioned because Tony Khan's got the money, right? That if if he wants money, that's that's where you go, right? Um, unless one of the MMA companies is willing to pay you a shit ton of money for you know two or three fights, right? Um, that's the other way to go. But you know, does does he have? Um, I guess the you know does does he have that ability to? monitor his own behavior and right now it doesn't seem like he does right well we wish uh matt riddle all the success and you know as he tries to uh move through this journey of, of trying to figure figure this out you know i know that some things are tougher for some than others but um it's a learning experience so the first thing he's definitely got to do is really try to get some help with the uh, with the drinking, with the alcoholism. And um, if he can somehow battle that, uh, that would be the first step. It, it's it's not even to a point where he wouldn't even never be able to come back to WWE, you know. But the question becomes is 
what are you doing to really change your life, showing that you're a completely different person and, and that now, you know, you're going to uh, listen. No company ever wants to worry about if some of their employees are just going to be a liability to them. Uh, WWE knows that it don't matter where John Cena is at or, or across the world, no matter Whatever he says on a mic, on a, on, a, on a radio, on a TV, everything is just going to, uh, to, to, to going to be solid. They don't have to worry about that. And that's what I, most every company looks for. Um, so that's the question that these guys. Well, and, and you know what? You just brought up a good point. Not mm -hmm. only does a company look for it, but the, the guys like The Rock, Cena, Austin, um, you know, Batista, mm -hmm. uh, these guys, they are their brand. Well, true. So that's the thing. The thing is, is that they're selling themselves. Right. And anything that they do that is negatively reflecting reflects back on their brand. That's right. And that's when companies don't want to work, you know, with you. Look, Cena has so many fucking commercials. <laughs> Yeah. It's uh, it's unbelievable. And yep. the reason is, is because all these companies are so comfortable dealing with the guy who is the biggest make-a-wish guy who's ever existed, right? Right. Like, that is the dream scenario for a company that's looking for, you know, the, the advertisers are looking for someone to represent a brand. Mm -hmm. So... You know, right now, what would Matt Riddle's options be? Like, you know, Captain Morgan? <laughs> no, I know. I know what you mean. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish him luck, man. I wish him luck. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. I mean, is there anything here for the uh, third count? Oh. Doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like, you know, we're going to call this a, um, we'll call this a, a DQ. You know, we, we didn't actually get to the third count. DQ, interruption, you know, one, we went over time. Uh, it's, a, it's, a no it's a no contest. There you go. It's no con Every blue moon it happens in a match. It happens on a podcast too, you know? So uh, we don't have a winner here. But um, listen, <laughs> we thank uh, everybody. We always have a winner here. And, and <laughs> we look at them, right? <laughs> Um, hey, we always thank for you guys who uh, join us on our, our live podcast feed. We do this every Sunday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you happen to uh, be up and chilling, just come and hang with us. Say hi. Like we have one of our guys here. Uh, uh, can't even. Valve PDW. I don't, I don't know. That's his username. But hey, he said, hey, what's up? Hey, that's all you can do. Just jump in and say, hey, what's up? Even if you don't have a comment, uh, we just love to see that you're out there. And if you don't, or unable to uh, join us live, just downloading the podcast. We're on every platform you can think of, and um, and we appreciate it. Next week, the guys are going to be back. They'll wake up from their dream, and they'll tell us all about it. You know, so I'm sure we'll be excited for that. Uh, Matt Michaels, you got any uh, any final words or anything? Maybe in the world of uh, FSW, maybe something's going on over there. Uh, actually, FSW is. Uh just probably finishing up right now lethal oh, con okay. consequences lethal uh, okay 
by the way, quick question on that. When I had, uh, and by the way, it's cool interviewing Joe. I, 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 I shout out to you, man. I, it's because I, I don't follow as much as I should. You know, it's, it's, it seems like I probably would be the least guy to be hosting it, but Joe is so fabulous on, on just being able to get the information out and, and then listening to you uh, when you guys are doing your show, it's just uh, it's just it's just awesome to hear. And and uh, it's hard to follow in those footsteps. But uh, but I wanted to mention when I did a show, he said they were trying to go. They were trying to get Jay Lethal. But he, he, he but he also told me what was sort of the issue with a W during that time, which I think is what's happening uh, tonight. Did, was that ever did what came out of that? Did Jay Lethal? So so it wasn't that they were trying to get Jay Lethal. They had Jay Lethal. That's why it was Jay called Lethal Consequences. Right. Got you. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, um, Joe was very aware that as of, you know, when, when they started putting out Lethal Consequences and they started advertising Jay Lethal's uh, seminar, mm -hmm. um, they were very cautious how they did it because uh, Joe was very aware that AEW at any moment could pull the plug because they had a pay-per-view. Right. Now, the problem with this is that AEW approves it, but there's no sense of who did that, right? Yeah. So then what happens is someone else then goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You have to be at the pay-per-view. Okay. So <laughs> now you got to pull them. So they pull them. Okay. But what Joe uh, has a point on is the fact that they pulled a guy who wasn't being used on the pay-per-view at all. Right. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. So instead of letting this guy do the show, um, and, and Jay Lethal, by far, as great of a wrestler as he is, he is not an integral part of what is happening right. on this pay-per-view, you know, yeah, on wrestling, exactly. you know, essentially. Yeah. Um, but, but you look at, you know, overall, he's very much in the lower mid card with Jarrett and, you know, the, the Sanjay and, and the big, the big dude. Um, so it's not like having him do this show would have caused any type of disruption to their product. Right. But, you know, and it, again, if it was, um, if it was a company that they were in bed with, you know, AEW was in bed with. Yeah. And yeah, I mean everything would have been a go. But yeah. but someone in that that office got wind and saw this uh and decided, well, that's and, and honestly, I'm almost a hundred percent sure this has nothing to do with Tony Khan at all. Yeah. This has to do with you know, front office. Um, I don't even know if it has anything to do with talent relations. So I don't even know if Chris Daniels had anything to do with it. Sure. I just think that there are people who are in the offices there who, you know, one person says one thing, the other person says another thing, the other person says another thing, the other person says another thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like everyone talk to one another. You know? Yeah, and everyone is 
essentially trying to show that they deserve their job or are trying to look good in the sure. eyes of, of the owner. So, yeah, I, don't know. I get that. So, no, uh, Jay Lethal could not appear based on his AEW uh, commitments. Yeah. No doubt. It was still uh, a great card anyway after he was t running down what, what we were going to see. It was it was if you yeah. were able to t attend the show tonight or watch it on uh, Fight TV. You plus was Fight Plus. Yeah. Get, get Fight Plus. If you guys don't have Fight Plus, that's something that is worth the uh, the eight dollars a month um, because you can watch FSW. But not only uh, Future Stars Wrestling here in Vegas, but, you know, like everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything is accessible. Uh, you know, GCW and, and all these uh, independent companies are using that platform. And, uh, you, you know, you can click on wrestling and watch wrestling all fucking day and night. Right. No doubt, man. Um, cool. That's pretty much your final thought. Yep. All right. Oh, and rep sports. Remember, <laughs> rep sports. <laughs> for, right. all, for all the U.S. servicemen out there, thank you for your service. And remember, <laughs> if you're in the armed services, go to rep sports. Use the code word Vegas to get 10% off. Hold uh, on. Let me up and, uh, yeah. Oh, get it up there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. As much as we heard it, man, you should know that by by me. <laughs> oh man! All right, with that, guys, we'll uh, we'll we'll do it uh, again next week. Thanks for hanging out. Peace. Vegas bad boys of podcasting.